Welcome to Pop's Pumpkin Patch, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 19, Choices. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about Gavrocks and spiders and choices. Oh my. So, spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly even other shows or movies. Dear listener... I know our podcast ranks a little high on the hokey meter, but it'll be good for you. Oh man, I can't believe we're back. It's been so long. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, my name is Kelly. Hello. Stacia, say hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello, Daniel. Say hello. Hello, Daniel. Say hello. Now I'm confused. You've caught me off guard. Uh, It's been such a long time. Since we've we've been here talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, did you did you know that that's what we're doing here? Yes. Well, that's good. And you know what this week's episode is? Yes. Great choices. Yes. Choices. I heard your intro a minute ago. Oh, yeah, I guess I did just say that. Season three, episode nineteen. Choices. choices. Hey, guess what? Written by David Fury. Uh, this is only the third of his for of eighteen for the series. The last one was Helpless. Next will be Fear Itself, one of my personal mm. faves. Uh, directed by James A. Contner. Also seen him a couple times before. This is 5 of 20 for the series. Last, also Helpless. Uh, and the next one will be The Harsh Light of Day, which in the season four episode, they think is one Spike comes back with a gem of Amara, I want to want to say. Uh, but what what did happen? What did, did, yeah, it's just been too long. What happened in this episode? Does anybody know? Faith got a knife. Headline. <laughs> the most important thing that happened is Faith got a shiny new knife. She also smelled the hell out of that knife. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, if anyone wants to get at us at Beat Me Plot, I know it's a little early on oh. Twitter. And tell me why Faith smells the knife. Hashtag Faith smells the knife. That What's would up? be great to know because uh, other than that, the box of Gavrock appears on the scene stolen by Faith from a courier who was supposed to get paid for the job. Going to bring it to the mayor. Instead, just gets murdered and gets his hand cut off by the knife. Can't stress enough the knife. Crucially important. Uh, Buffy decides that it is time to take the fight to the mayor. She's tired of fucking sitting around waiting for him to attack. It's episode 19. We got to get a move on. She hasn't even met the guy before. Like face to face. They haven't actually had a straight up meeting yet. Episode 19. So she somehow, and I we can maybe talk about this later. Uh, oh, wait, no, I do know. Sorry. She sees a vampire guy pulling up to the mayor's office. Faith gets out with the box of Gavrock, and she's like, oh, that's got to be something. We should steal the box. They go on a little Mission Impossible, they being Willow, Buffy, and Angel, Mission Impossible-style heist, uh, steal the box of Gavrock, but whoops, Willow gets captured. Uh, So then they have to bargain for Willow by giving the box immediately back to the mayor. Uh, And that's where we end up. So the whole thing was the mayor's going to get the box and then gets the box. That's uh, That's the episode. So you sound like Wesley in this moment saying, what was the point even of this episode? <laughs> Although I do really like this episode. Uh, there wasn't really a lot in the way of first, other than, like I said, the mayor and Buffy finally meeting. Now they were in the same room in gingerbread because he was at the town hall meeting thing that moved through, uh, but she didn't actually interact with him. And then oh, yeah. I think they might have just crossed paths in the sewer as well in band candy, but uh, no formal clandestine meeting by night for sure. Prior to this, uh, according to the Buffy Wiki, the security guard that gets uh, murdered by the Gavrock in that little 
nighttime meeting in the classroom um, is the eighth faculty member to die. Sunnydale High School faculty or staff member to die. I could only think of six other ones, but I don't know if, if maybe you all can fill me in. I, I remember Dr. Gregory from Teacher's Pet, uh, Principal Flutie, obviously, eaten by uh, everybody in the pack, uh, the school nurse and the swim team coach in uh, Go Fish. Miss Frank, uh, who's in I Only Have Eyes for You, she's the person that acts out with the janitor and gets shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Platt from Beauty and the Beasts. They're the only ones that I can think of. He's but a I'm, psychiatrist, right? Yes, he's the one that face. gets mauled by Pete, Scrappy Pete. Never forget. Scrappy Pete. I hate Scrappy Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure that there are incidental ones, I'm sure especially there's a early. There's especially probably like early. An, even an off screen rando. I mean, oh, yeah. Dr. Gregory, he's not murdered on screen either. He's, oh, he right. just, she's just like, oh, he didn't come to class. Oh, he got eaten. <laughs> so. So I, I can't think of any other ones, but I'll take Buffy Wikia's uh, word on this, that this is the eighth one. And then Arlene, Buffy has another extended relative. So far, the only other person oh, other yeah. than Hank Summers and Joyce Summers, we know that exists. And obviously right. Don will, you know, retcon exist at this point, uh, is Celia, uh, cousin Celia, who gets murdered by the Kinderstadt uh, in a flashback in Killed by Death. Yeah, she just hates hospitals since she was a little girl. What happened? When she was eight, her cousin Celia, her cousin Celia, her cousin Celia, yeah, they were very close, died in a hospital. Her cousin Celia, Buffy was alone with her at the time. Yuck. 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 Yeah, they were very close. Wow, and she was eight? Well, it looks like she's asleep. I should go call her father. So this is a... Oh my God, of course, she's seen the eyes of death. Now see, Buffy Wikia's take is that this is a different aunt. How would you even? Start How would to you talk know? Right? There's no unless there's a part in Kill by Death, which I highly doubt there is. Even a throwaway line like Ar- Arlene's daughter, <laughs> something like, or like you know, purposely not saying that. Like my my uh, sister Trisha's daughter. You know what I mean? Right, right. But there's no other named extended family that we know, so that can't really be possible. Oh. I guess it could be Sorry. her dad's sister. I'm by the way that Joyce talks to her. I'm thinking it's Joyce's sister. Right, the, but I'm saying. Sis- Celia oh, Celia's. Yeah, yeah, sure. Could be on her dad's side. Totally. But like, how would anyone really know? You wouldn't know that. If no, I were the Wikipedia, I wouldn't be like, that's a different sister. Yeah. But the, it's interesting that they took that stance. Like, I mean, all we know sister. is this one sister. I do like it being a different aunt just because, it's, I don't know, I just feel bad. Like, hey, remember how your daughter died? Guess what Buffy got into Northwestern? <laughs> I know, right? And you know Joyce never fucking calls her except for this one time right. to brag about her daughter. Oh, yeah, I forgot your daughter died. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right, tragically that's right. as a child, right? Uh, I wish I had your life. <laughs> so uh, so that's it for, for first and any kind of stuff like that. Uh, I enjoy this episode a lot, specifically that meeting scene in the in the school at nighttime just because you know i love the mayor and i yep. think that he makes a great fucking little speech about buffy and angel's relationship That's which we'll definitely moment. talk about later and uh willow is fantastic in this episode so i definitely the other good moment yes definitely enjoy this episode apparently daniel how did you feel about the episode well, this episode was dumb it's premised on stupid things as <laughs> they always are uh mission impossible was an embarrassment oh, that, was, that was real bad we're watching this 20 years after we just watched uh game of thrones we're in the middle of game of thrones mm-hmm. uh, it's almost over in our time and there was a scene in the first episode of that season where they're riding around on dragons and i would say that this scene was on par with how bad that dragon riding scene was. Cheesy and awful. Cheesy, awful. Like, yeah, we've seen like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we've seen fucking Mission Impossible. Like, we right. get it. Uh, they didn't even try though. They didn't even try. And like it getting jammed. Like, 
okay, of course it was. I feel like if you're going to do it, you got to lean in. You got to play the music. You got to like really go yeah, for man, it. So that it knows like this that. is a ridiculous thing and we're doing a parody at right. this point. Well, not only that's a funny interesting the music because there were moments in this where I thought it was serious. And then, oh, Willow walking around. Her life is on the line. She was almost killed by a vampire. And do, 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 reading do, do, break. Bu, bu, bu. No, no. Well, not only that, but the music. She's just like walking around, spy. But it's like, do, do, you know, it's that whimsical. Do, nice. do, 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 you know. Uh, so yeah, it's just like totally awful. And like reading break. Like <laughs> take the fucking books. Jump out. That's the what window. I was screaming. <laughs> Unreal. And oh then we're supposed to believe at the end that she just read it, most yep. of it, and and only you know she got the four pages that Giles needed to know of the whole book. She, Not she just the whole book. There was five of them. Five, mm-hmm. All five volumes. She's like, these four pages? And they were all I can't like, read those, though. <laughs> pages. That was like Bible-style Bible yeah. paper. Absolutely. And she just too. flipped through, I don't know, 5,000 pages yeah. um, and picked out the four pages. No. I was so angry at that. I was like, why don't people mm-hmm. just, like, you need to build insurance into these things. When you're doing sketchy stuff, when you're in danger, like, you don't just sit there in the literal demons like layer like in like in the headquarters of your enemy and just read all of his secret books no you take those books and you run as fast as you can mm-hmm. out of the building yeah or go like, back to that little room you were just in you no know what's ever you going. know what's even better than stealing four pages from a book stealing all five books, <laughs> all five books. you show up with all five books you are a legend i mean i want to sleep on it you know mull it over raise him up my inner flagpole see which one i salute Yes. <laughs> I mean, I get it. They're large, but she is wearing a coat that she could just. All right. It's Southern California. I know we like to pretend that we need six layers, oh, but uh, you could probably just go ahead and roll on home with your velvet long sleeve dress that and dude's be fine got with all the books a in the tote coat bag. He's got a tote bag stored away. Oh, yeah. The, I'm sure you could find something is, in the mayor's He would not to, to do. use yeah. plastic bags. He's He has totes. He goes to the, the store with Farmers his little market. tote bag. You grab that, put those in, roll out. Yeah. Simple. I also wanted to ask. Uh, Willow is famously a lover of books. She's a smart lady. Do you think she would destroy these handwritten uh, one in existence in all the world tomes? Great point. I feel like she wouldn't, but maybe, I mean, I guess you need the information. There's no way for her to copy it down, but I don't, again, she was there for time. Time is, is a very elastic in this episode. Why because, did she mm-hmm. come back? Why did Faith come back? Yeah, well, that makes no sense. I thought they were leaving for the day. It seemed late at night. Mm-hmm. Time mm-hmm. to go home. Mm-hmm. They're but no, I'll just show up like, did they show up the next morning? Did they show up 10 hours later, five hours later, three hours later? Like, why? Why did Faith come back? Does Faith not have something better to do? No, well, you know she doesn't. But like, why? Like, what are they doing there? They're just going to sit around in the mayor's they office? They have to sit to wait for the phone call for Giles. Oh <laughs> they don't know to wait for the phone call. <laughs> I, know. I, I know, I know. The plot demanded that they be there. It's true. And they were there on time, per the plot. What are you, the narrator? Well, that, so I hated it. Yes, Stacia. <laughs> the whole scene was irritating. I'm yeah. sorry. I could not deal with it because they have so they have the scene with Buffy and Co, which basically it seems like Willow gets kidnapped and they immediately run to the school and they're like, how do we save Willow? The conversation takes maybe at max five minutes, like in I guess in real time, not just Hollywood time. Yeah. And they decide Giles is going to call. Well, at the same time, it appears that Willow is then taken to the mayor's office. This is happening concurrently. 
some time passes and a vampire is like, I'm going to suck your blood. And she was like, no, you're not in stakes. And which, okay, that was clutch. That was amazing. That was great. That was great. More pencil slayings from Willow, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then she walks out and she's just doing her little doot, doot, doot down yeah. the hallway. No big deal. Breaks into the mayor's office. Immediately knows which cabinet to look in. Immediately knows how to pop open the secret cabinet with the secret books in it, which this also like drove me nuts. open. Oh, look. Yeah. yeah oh. She's like, oh, my God. Ignores all of the various kinds of human heads and just yep. is like, boop. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Pops open the she books. right down. And I'm just like, and I forgot this. I was like, of course, she's going to grab the books and run. Why wouldn't you? No, she's like, time to sit down. Reading corner. Folds her legs, cross <laughs> legs, just and just flipping. And it doesn't seem like there's a table of contents. Like she's no. quickly scanning. She's just like flipping page by page. Got to read this. And then the next scene, it's like the way they transition the scene. It gives you that feeling time has passed, mm-hmm. right? Like things are different. It's not just a cut to the next moment. It's like it's been a while. She's been here and she's been reading for a, a while. Like she's right. read 5,000 pages. <laughs> More God. When Faith pops in, and then the mayor comes in, and he's like, "I just got a call from Giles." No, you didn't. <laughs> That's a great point. I it's did been not even. Hours. I did not even think about that. The two of them happening concurrently right. because they would have made it back to the thing and been like, "We it's don't have Willow." So they would have noticed they didn't have Willow almost immediately. They wouldn't have had to gather at the library to hash out that kind no. of shit. Like they would have gone back immediately. I think the time it but, took Angel and Buffy to return to the library and have that big blow up conversation could have taken maybe half an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. at max. Half Willow definitely had. Some quality time with those books. So we, we, time we was different. Just going to have to pretend, yeah, she was in a parallel universe temporarily. Uh, but did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> did you like the episode? Um, or was that an encapsulation of your feeling of the whole thing? I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's a problematic episode. It's ultimately fruitless. Like nothing happens. Nothing happens that changes anything. And I forget about it. Yeah. Well, what would Toll House cookies be without the chocolate chips? A pretty darn big disappointment, I can tell you. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to, like, I mean, Wesley got dunked on all episode, which is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Yeah. And that scene where they're hashing out the plan we'll talk about is great. Oh, yeah. But, like, he, I don't, it, it seems like nothing happened at all. But Willow did get four pages of the she Book did. of Ascension. I so guess she did. She did get kidnapped and really didn't like it. <laughs> But, like, you know, she got the four pages. It's so hard because, like, you can't refute that four pages have been taken from the Book of Ascension. Which is four more than we had. Which is four more than we had. But, shit. Oh, I just, Bad it's play. so frustrating because yeah. it's like, That's what do I do? We throw the books one by one out the window, pick them up, and run. I'm sure you're used to carrying. Oh, my God, it happened. <laughs> I did hit it. Like, Maybe you need to, like, rubber band it in there or something. Ooh. Never once thought of a rubber band technology. That shit's not going nowhere. Yeah, they were very close. Yeah. Alright. Sweet. Oh yeah, me too. I should go call her I mean it all boils down to. We could have taken all the books of Ascension. Oh, yeah, no, throw them out the window. Yeah, Yeah, so I was saying. She just needed to throw them one by one out the window, jump out the window herself, magic herself out the window. She can float a pencil. Why can't she float some books? Like, I don't know. We don't even need a tote bag. We just need Willow (laughs) to float the books to the school. The whole thing is so frustrating. It's just inconceivable that she would do that. But I think the two best moments in this show, three best moments, one, 
Willow's dress, I love it. That velvet thing Amazing. with like the witch symbols on it. Amazing. Long dress, yeah. So, so good. And she's wearing like combat boots with it. Weird choice. I love it. It was great. <laughs> she's a new Willow. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's she's absolutely. The this. She's got a weird like coat dress thing on, like a carpet uh-huh. coat dress. I don't know. <laughs> carpet coat dress. It does look like a carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at that like weird like rug, yeah. kind of fuzzy, yeah, like a rug mm-hmm. material. She could have disguised herself. Yeah. Just lay out on the rug. <laughs> <and> the rug. <laughs> they never would have saw her. Oh. Yeah. So. Her outfit, one, amazing. Her staking that vampire with a pencil, amazing. Awesome. She's acting like a victim, but she's in charge this whole time. Love it. Third thing, and I have to say, while I hate that she didn't just leave, I love that she confronts Faith and basically rips her a new one. Oh, yeah. The look on Faith's the face best. when she realizes, like, I've crossed a bridge and I can't go back mm-hmm. is, like, really yeah. disarming because you think, maybe she thinks there's always an out. The puppy is always going to take her back, and this is just a little side detour because she's angry and she's acting out, yeah. but that's the moment where she realizes like, no, this is real. Yeah. I agree. Great moment. Yeah. That, th- those are the, the, the mayor being in the cafeteria, the whole monologue. Mm-hmm. And then that was just the two best moments by far. Give me the speech again, please. Faith, we're still your friends. We can help you. It's not too late. It's way too late. You know, it didn't have to be this way, but you made your choice. I know you had a tough life. I know that some people think you had a lot of bad breaks. Well, boo-hoo. Poor you. You know, you had a lot more in your life than, than some people. I mean, you had friends like Buffy. Now you have no one. You were Slayer, and now you're nothing. You're just a big, selfish, worthless waste. You hurt me, I hurt you. I'm just a little more efficient. Well, we'd love to get into all that. Yeah. Uh, but first, I need to talk to you about choices. Oh, no. Gavrocks. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Gavrocks are just what you see, the little spider creatures. We'll see them again. Oh, that's what you were uh, saying. You've said that a hundred times now. And I'm like, yeah, she'll well, get it, to what It's the is. box of Gavrock. Inside are 50 billion <laughs> Gavrocks. Come on. Also known as Gavrock spiders, the box of spiders. Do you think there was actually 50 billion or he was just like, there's 50 mi- Bill, billion 50 billion in here clearly based on the size there's no way that 50 billion of those things fit in there so this is a Mary Poppins situation or it's mm-hmm. actually a doorway to another dimension the, the Mary Gavrock Poppins dimension. nightmares <laughs> yes but it's gotta uh, be a dimensional thing right? oh my yeah, god I it's a so. dimension of just those spiders yeah oh, man. their universes so you're just with like, absolutely you just keep no reaching. Gavrocks and universes with that are just entirely Gavrocks that's right we should have said that instead of the shrimp example Anya come on it would have been more relevant to the show what a callback that the show would never do and then you're like, oh, that's what the box does. No, and everyone would be like, what the fuck is a Gavrock? I wasn't here in season three. I'm going to need this explained. Uh, anyway. It seemed like I missed an episode and then I just said, I don't know where I am and I stopped watching. So, uh, But the mayor is going to need to eat those to ascend to the demon Oblicon. Spoiler which is, alert. I did not you know, know that. It happened to graduation day. He has to eat them? Yeah, he has to ingest. He says, I need to ingest the contents of this box. Which, 50 billion. Yes. Uh, Does I'm like, he have enough time? Wait a second. <laughs> you uh, think as an immortal. I You're think fine. we f- are supposed to forget that he said 50 billion. Yeah. <laughs> so. You see, there's about uh, 50 billion of these happy little critters in here. Would you like to see? Raise your hand if you're invulnerable. That's why I think he was bluffing. Yeah. 50 million. <laughs> An amount. That's million with a B. But if you were looking for just Gavrocks on the internet, you might come across a couple of other things that maybe you mean when you say Gavrock, like the leader of the Bannermen, who are a group of genocidal aliens from an 18, 1987 Doctor Who serial, which I'm assuming means uh, miniseries, 
because because they had like the series of Doctor Who and then it went off the air for a while, but then they, I think they did a couple little miniseries and then brought it back again in the early 2000s. So the guy with the really short hair. Is his last name Gavrock? No, his name is Gavrock. A share oh, situation. Gavrock. Gavrock. Oh, nice, nice. Leader of the Bannermen. Uh, or maybe you mean an elite non-playable character in the World of Warcraft game. <laughs> Gavrock. I don't. Do you, do you mean that? Maybe you mean Margavrock. An enemy boss from the Star Wars Old Republic video game. And those are literally the only three things. It's Buffy oh. and those two things. That are, <laughs> I did find a D&D character that somebody made named Gavrock. And I think it's based off the Buffy thing, which is oh, fine. Because you can fine. make up whatever the fuck yeah. you want to in, in D&D. So it's like, that's adorable that somebody that made that. Good. Because they said that they were like spider-like creatures and that they had no yeah. hands. And then, they, you know, like they, yeah. So that's it. That's all the wow. Gavrocks in the world. But then I was like, well, what else are there? There's spiders. You talk about spiders oh, for a second. No. Satius no. very afraid of spiders. Oh. Apparently, according to the World Atlas, <laughs> which what? Uh, That's before Wikipedia. Yeah, maybe yeah, arachnophobia is is like the number one phobia yeah. in the, the whole dang world. Which uh, they did a study in 1991. So. They by I mean this rando person that I didn't write the name of because it's really important. In 1991, the City University of London. <laughs> Which might not be real school, did a study of 118 people where 75% of those 118 people were either mildly or severely afraid of spiders. See, that's not fair. You got to be severely afraid. Like, everyone's I know, it's to be arachnophobia for sure, yes. But uh, I mean, my first instinct when I see them, they die, like without even a second thought. I don't even think about, like, oh, I'm fine. They're just over there. I think yeah. I'm going to kill this thing. I don't really, I don't really think that. And I, I know, Stacia, you have that reaction to it. Psychologists think that there's like the biggest explanations of, of prior bad experience with them which i'm like I mean, I've what bitten by a spider mm. yeah sucked. which is not great no. uh but then also the way they move right the legginess that they unnatural movement which i think is a more common reason why people are afraid of spiders why do why do you why are you afraid of spiders instinctive primal fear yeah. and it, because of that movement right maybe or I maybe mean, because they're venomous I it's not just the move it's all of it like the way that they look up close with their like billions of eyes yeah. The tarantulas that leave their skins behind and they're yeah. fuzzy and they can like shoot little like the furry fuzziness. barbs at you mm, cool. and yeah how they can bite you and they can be anywhere and also literally in midair like you can just be walking minding your business and then you get a face full of spider web and that's mm-hmm. the worst feeling in the world because you're like you don't know if there was a spider in that oh, or yeah. not yeah. and anybody know. who's been sitting outside is I mean I've had spiders land on me multiple yeah. times in my they life they just Fuck descend that. on you descend. to ruin your day exactly. I hate spiders yeah they're just like oh you just get these chills that's yeah. why you gotta take it you gotta go and just kill them a bunch of them are poisonous and some of them you get the bites and your skin just like rots off your body see that's the only thing that really I got bothers bit me and my, like, my foot swole, swole up yeah and yeah. I and I killed it immediately but I saw it right after he did it because I could feel it that's how at least you knew it was a spider bite that's good I did and then I killed the spider and then I spent the next like 45 minutes on the Oregon spider because <laughs> no. they have like we have like 40, yeah. 40 spiders here well yeah I know and I'm like I can't tell I think it's right. just a brown or whatever but I mean it swelled so like it had something but it wasn't you know deadly I'm still Clearly, obviously yeah. here but. okay but we're still caring about the spiders here let's not forget the spiders well the three most deadly spiders in case you were wondering are the red widow which is a cousin of the Black Widow, actually more deadly than the Black Widow, even though death is rare uh, because it only releases a, a small amount of venom and they're only located in South and Central Florida, although yeah. they are spreading. Florida. Yeah. Florida, what a nightmare place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Second only, I feel like, to Australia for places you don't want to oh, yeah. be for <laughs> myriad of reasons, but just fucked up animals is one of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the redback spider, um, only 10 to 20% of bites are actually venomous. So even if you get bit by one, there's oh. a chance that you're not going to get any venom. Uh, and the last recorded death was in 1956, and those are in Australia. So scary, but not like you're probably not going to die. But the most deadly spider is the funnel web spider. I was going to say that. Yeah. They're uh, terrifying. 
They know. several human deaths have happened from funnel web spider bites uh, since beginning recording in the 1920s. They're from Australia and also in South America. Um, and there is an antidote for it, but you, it's really a matter of time. But yeah, they you they can trade up kill you. So are they, I mean, how big are they? Are they big? I they're think they're big. They're, yeah, they look more like tarantulas. Um, yeah, I mean, they're that's not like quite as big, away. but they're more like that. So you can't kill them with like a book. It's like run yeah. away time. For, from what I remember, they're also very aggressive. Like yes. if you're around it, it will bite you. Go it's not going to run away. Versus yeah. most of the other spiders on yeah, the list, it's like, like if they're in their clothes and they get trapped against their skin, they'll bite. But mostly they'll just leave you alone. Yeah. Which, uh, that's on so them. Very Why scary. are you in my clothes? Like, I, <laughs> I distinctly rem- remember watching like a planet documentary or whatever, Animal Planet or something, yeah. where they were talking about spiders because, you know, it's like a fear of oh, something so you, you can't yeah. look away yeah. like a car crash or something anyways so i was watching it and there was this guy and he was a spider expert and he loved spiders and he had like hundreds of spiders in his house and he would like milk them to get the venom to make the anti-venom yeah, like yeah. Of black widows and stuff and he was like i don't fuck around with funnel web spiders they're so even scary. that guy was yeah, like he was nope like, no no they're oh, so dangerous shit. so they're very scary <laughs> yeah so but do they jump or I, I don't know. That's another Probably. terrifying thing about spiders. Not only do they live in webs, they dig holes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They live in holes in the ground. <laughs> there are spiders that cover themselves in sand and wait to attack. Ooh. And there are spiders that leap out of bushes and eat fish. See, whoa. They will eat fish that are jumping out of the water. They'll leap and catch them and eat them. Oh, yeah, like camel spiders and shit that are like three feet big. Those things are crazy. And coconut spiders, too. Those are terrifying. Those are crabs. I yes, they're actually crabs, crabs, aren't they? Yeah. To yes, but the camel die. spiders are gigantic, and those are like real no. spiders, yeah. No. I can't help it. It's my nature. Maybe you need a better nature. Also, I no. read this thing once that... Hopefully not. Uh, bugs, they breathe through their skin, so they're limited in size by how big they can grow, by how much oxygen they can absorb mm. through the air. Um, Kill them all. Basically meaning that if we had a higher level of oxygen in our air, our, our bugs would be bigger. So, terrifying no. to think about spiders that are bigger than they are. Space spiders. Yeah. Space yeah. spiders. <laughs> well, I think there's less oxygen in space. I don't right? care anymore. It's just like spiders in space are all I'm thinking about. Well, we can move on. <laughs> Dreams? That would be a musical comedy version of this. Nightmares. Our, our nightmares are coming true. So why is this happening? Billy. Well, that explanation is shorter than usual. It's Billy. Baseball. When he moves, it's bad. Not often. Can with- we? <laughs> I know. That's the end of the Not show. from this deep emotional trauma. Oh, Not man. often with Buffy do we get the theme of the episode baked right into the title. And I think that this episode, I Not would often. argue. Yeah. Out of often, I feel like. Really? Like what? Give me one example. I don't know. I'm not as good with names as. Oh, I thought you meant like Buffy the Vampire Slayer baked into I mean, the like, show. what's my line? This title, the choice of. What's my line? Yeah. That's um, a good good one. Or she's d- like, what do I do? Lie to, lie to me. It's good. Okay. So often we get the, <laughs> <laughs> the title of the episode. Uh, prophecy being, Girl. <laughs> the, the episode has the theme. Uh, yes. Consequences. But I thought, okay. Enemies. You know what? Amends. You know what? He's I, just looking at the list. <laughs> and also I would say. Surprise, innocence. Surprise, your innocence is gone. <laughs> Which is the only way to remember the order of the episodes. <laughs> uh, passion. Of course, passion. Can't forget passion. Yeah. Okay. Passion. You know what? It lies in all of us. This is one of a myriad of Buffy episodes. <laughs> nightmares. Nightmares is great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one word names. Amends. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Choices. <laughs> but this one stuck out to me because I think they said the word choices so many times in that, you know, it's all yeah. about what we're going to do after school. And like, I, I just thought that it was 
a good idea to talk about this episode through that vehicle of our characters and the choices that they are making with not only within this episode but their lives and mm-hmm. the, the come the things to come. So let's just let's just touch base with our characters a little bit. Um, we don't have to go into everybody, but uh, so Xander, he's making the choice to be uh, a townie, but he's going to pretend to be Jack Kerouacking through he's the not country. Reading on the road, it's too short of a book. The text is too. I was gonna say that looked like a pretty like hefty book. I thought uh, on the road was tiny. It's no, no. That was a tiny book. On the road's bigger than that. Oh, okay. That was not a real book. I thought it was little. It was a cool cover, but I also don't think that's that is that is not an so authorized they just took cover. A book, they made a jacket. They wrote on the road, on the front of it. which was a cool look. I mean, maybe it is a jacket, but yeah. that's not the book. Okay, that's all I gotta say. He's not gonna go to college. He's would, Shocker. I mean, but he would like to pretend. Was that because, a choice? I know. It, he, he had no He could go to community college. He could. He could. Do anyone can get in. I got into community college. Literally, anyone can go to community. I mean, because you don't get into community college, you just give them money and they let you. Yeah, show you up. apply and then you go. So I don't think it's an application process. No, I, I think you just say these are the classes I'm taking and here's my money and they're like okay. show up with a briefcase of money and let you in. That, <laughs> like okay, see ya. To be fair, would probably be any college. That's true. Uh, as we learn from Shots that recent scandal. From <laughs> Felicity Huffman. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. What Put her in jail. Put her in jail. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? <laughs> you know, clandestine meetings by dark of night, exchange of prisoners. I just, I, <laughs> I feel like we should all be wearing trench coats. That choice is pretty straightforward. I'm not, I'm not going to go to school. Uh, but that does impact... A lot of season four, he's outside of the group for the entire season. Obviously, everything comes to a head in the Yoko factor when we um, all just like realize we're so disparate. But this is the start of that. Uh, I mean, he wasn't going to go to UC Sunnydale. So I think that even if he had gone to a community college or done something else, he would still be on the outs. But uh, he made the choice to physically leave Sunnydale and go away. Whereas Willow is, you know, making a different choice, which is to stay. Right. So. Willow, I think, is giving up the most with her choice. Willow's giving up everything. That's not even an argument. Oxford. Whoopee. Four years in Teabag Central. Sounds thrilling. And MIT is a carousel ad with housing. And Yale is a dumping ground for those who didn't get into Harvard. I got into Harvard. I don't even really know what to say about this because it's just so frustrating. She could have done so much more than what she does do. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess magic is important, but you can do that anywhere. And... I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to critique people's choices because it's their choice. Like sure. I respect her making the choice and she made it eloquently. I think As so. To, you have a great, you have a good fight. I want to be a part of your fight. That all appeals to me a lot, but like you could go to UCLA, you could go to USC, you could go to something close by and still be part of the group. I just right? think the whole point is that like life continues onward. Like you have got to, to live your life. You can always come back. You can always, I don't know. It's it's a weird choice. Obviously, we want her to stay around because of the show. I just, I don't understand why it seems like Buffy is tethered to Sunnydale because no other Slayer is. It's not like this is the post that you take up and every Slayer moves to Sunnydale. That's a good point. And point. we see a lot of insight from other Slayers where it seems as if they travel to deal with apocalypses that are happening around the world and not just Sunnydale. Like, we get that with Kendra when she was like, I came here because the dark evil was rising or whatever. So I don't know why Buffy couldn't leave if she wanted to. When Buffy said that, she was like, I could go somewhere 
somewhere else. Evil is everywhere. I mean, I can go why isn't it else. Willow? Like, I'm going to Oxnard. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to Oxford, and you're gonna come with me, Buffy, and yeah. you're gonna fight evil in England. Like, why isn't that a thing? Why That's isn't it? Why is. isn't it Buffy saying, "I'll follow you"? Yeah. What you're doing is more important. Like, I can do this anywhere, but you can't. Not to mention, we'll find out in season seven that Willow goes to a super special coven in England. Like, she mm-hmm. makes the point of, "We're better to learn to be a badass Wicca than you know the Hellmouth." Well, mouth. does she know about that at this point? But Giles would have, because he's the one that set it up, right? But so, isn't Giles sort of apprehensive about maybe? And I guess he's probably not as invested as like what Willow does with her future. Also, he probably doesn't know that Willow well, can fucking kill also, people with pencils. Like, he's probably like, "Oh, she's just dabbling," and it's, it's just not fun. like she's got a built-in support network of witches right there. And we see in the beginning of the next season that she's disappointed by the one she finds at Sunnydale. Right. Like the only one she finds that has any sort of inclination towards actual magic and not just baking muffins. Tara. Tara. (laughs) But so it's frustrating that she's like, oh, using that as a justification for why she's not leaving. True. I I do think the position of Slayer is a lot more transient than Buffy's decided that it should be because Mm -hmm. everyone else does seem yeah like I go where I'm needed. But is that the thing with the Hellmouth though? Isn't the Hellmouth important? Isn't that like the that's the biggest? Sure, but it's not always popping off, right? Like there's always vampires, but there's always vampires everywhere where we at least to assume. Even in the alternate wish wish universe where we have Buffy is like hardcore Buffy. She's like in Detroit or something, and her watcher doesn't even know where to find her because she's just traveling around and like killing demons. So I don't think there's any reason why she needs to be. For me, I just question that because like so we're saying that the rest of the country's overrun by vampires like what like i mean clearly crap's happening in la just that, like an hour away because I mean. angel moves there and he's got a lot to deal with and then there's apocalypse there my like brain. that's why it's frustrating it's like honestly it seems like you wouldn't just be like trolling the graveyards in sunnydale for like a random vampire mm-hmm. you would be going from apocalypse to apocalypse Correct. as a slayer and aver- averting it and then going to the next one like i don't think that's why the council is so annoying her spending her time killing average vampires in sunnydale is a worthwhile pursuit of what she's doing because yeah, well, you would assume that the, that the council if they had a vested interest in like making it unclear to other people that there were other fighting forces so they don't team up or whatever then that makes a cool like Wolfram and Hart type of organization like the council then is fighting evil in their minds but like there are slayers elsewhere there are are people fighting because clearly cities are not overrun elsewhere right Right. so like otherwise you need a slayer everywhere so like what is who else is fighting them because if Buffy did leave right she went to Northwestern she goes to Chicago then like then what well, that, just, she even makes it, that it, point. It's them. Like, they, they're going to fight. Sure. You guys keep the regular evil at bay, and I'll come back on holidays. And uh, yeah, right. Know, so, I'll, so normal people would just fight. This is like the wish verse. It would just mm-hmm. be like Oz getting together with, or just like Giles before and, Buffy left. Yeah. Well, even uh, when we meet <laughs> sure. Gun and Angel, he's already part of a band oh, of God, right, little vampire military. slayers, right? Yeah, I mean, like, they, there's certainly pockets of people throughout the world that are tapped into the demonic side of things and are trying to fight things on. That's right. I guess we just don't see them so far. No. And so I guess in our heads when we watch this, we're like, we sympathize with Buffy because we we, we realize that she can't go anywhere because the Hellmouth is, even if there are battles elsewhere, the Hellmouth is the battle. And we need her to be there for the battle, right. whatever that is, I guess. I mean, I, And we don't want Willow to go, so we need Willow to, you know, if Willow just said, I'm going to UC Sunnydale, who cares? Then I would be pissed off. But at least she like had a reason and she wants to be in Buffy's orbit. They mm-hmm. want to do it together. That at least is endearing. So it so, just sucks that they're going to pretend like this is like a school that's actually good and like renowned and a part of the University of California system. Like it is. Th- we're going to go for a visit. <laughs> um, if you're in that small of a place, you would have already fucking seen it. You would have already because visited it's 15 minutes it's away right there. Yep. 
And Buffy's like, I gotta stay on campus because I can't. I can't drive home every night. Like, yeah, you could. People like, drive for I hours sh- to get to work. She couldn't because she doesn't have a car. But and she hates her mom. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy's choice no, to to stay uh, in Sunnydale. I mean, she's met with protestations by Wesley and Giles. Well, Giles is kind of like, we'll talk about it later. He's, you know, when I get back, we'll talk about your mother. Yeah, like he he, he never. We never have the conversation, right? Oh, that's true. Um, but why, I, I guess she thinks, Buffy must think so, for some reason she can't leave. Like she can't pursue her destiny. I think people good. have been telling her that for a long time. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. And Faith was supposed to be her way out. Yeah. But what, what is Faith doing? But I, I'm sorry, that is fucked up. Faith is the way out. Like, so Buffy can go yeah, out. Yeah, right. And Faith has to stay Faith's her, like, garbage. Little... She doesn't need to go anywhere. <laughs> She's not going to do anything. That's, and we'll talk about that. Because like that let's, truly at the end of it all is so shitty. Well, I mean, I just, I just want to bring up that. Uh, I don't know why Joyce is so happy because she didn't get into Brown or Carnegie Mellon. Which, <laughs> which are the ones that she wanted Buffy to go for. That's right. That's yeah, true. Northwestern. I mean. That wasn't on the list at all. It wasn't on the list at all. Wow. And why would she apply to Northwestern? Like it just seems so Maybe she just did like random. a scattershot of, I'm going to apply to literally every school I can think of. Also, everyone got an envelope, but they would send you a huge packet. If of, you actually got shit. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. like all these like, I have letters. It's like, no, those are projection letters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you get the letter true. and you didn't get it. So Faith's constantly making the choice to do bad shit and ask, actually escalate the bad shit she's been doing. So I cannot confirm that the person she killed was human, the courier, the face tattoo guy. Oh, yeah. He looked human, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because as we know, vampires... I, he wasn't a vampire because he did not dust and he was shot with a fucking arrow like through the heart. So he True. would have dusted if he were a vampire. So then he's got to be, if he's not human, another demon that looks exactly like people or doesn't have any other demonic characteristics, which could be a thing, but I'm going to, th- I-, I vote that that guy was a person. Like he was just I a regular still, human. He was a person. So that means faith has moved on to intentional murder of human beings. Mm-hmm. Now DMF RIP uh, was an accident. And then she murdered our dude that had the books of its ascension, the oh, yeah. demon guy. Again, demon. He was a good person, essentially. Well, he, you know, he wasn't actively evil, I guess. Right. Uh, and she killed him. But now this is a human being, again, who's maybe a shady character, but she just murdered him. Uh, he died really fast, too. Well, I mean... Like one arrow, apparently. Well, again, I think he, he might have got shot through the heart, I'm going to assume. That's the only way that happened. Who fucking knows? Because, but, yeah, what a shot Faith is. And then not only to do that, but then to cut off his fucking hand. She chose to do that. She did. And did so, you hear that? Yeah, what was that noise? I think they might have, must have knocked something over. It sounded maybe. more like a crunch sound. What did they do? What's your plan? I gotta have a plan? Really? I can't just be proactive with Pep? I cannot believe those dogs. Just unashamedly. I'm glad that crack sounded like something was broken. Yeah. Because I was like, what? Otherwise, they would have just kept going for another. They yeah, definitely would have. And they would have broken out. Definitely. Like, Winnie would have. Yeah. And then June would have been like, no, no. Take me with you. <laughs> I can't fit through. And even if I could, I'd and, still be paralyzed. And Winnie's like, hey, bye, sucker. And does her little weasel run. <laughs> weasel run. Bye. Oh, man. So. Anyways, sorry, guys. Willow, during her great little speech to Faith about, you know, like, oh, no, we're way past Buffy taking you back, you know. Uh, she, so she's, they've removed the choice of Faith being part of the group anymore. But 
she doesn't have to kill people. She could walk away from the mayor. She could be her own person and and still do the right thing. I mean, it's never too late to stop and Is do the that right what you thing. Want her to do? You you think that she would still do that or? She does eventually. Does she? she goes or did to she make a choice to be that... a murdering asshole and she's <laughs> made her bed and she's lied in it? Yeah. They didn't take away the choice. I, I say that for Faith took the choice. After away. her murdering a person and cutting off his hand, I'm kind of like a little bit out on Faith, honestly. Yeah, just her shooting oh, just and being up. Honestly, the shot of her on top of uh, where DMAF died on top of those shipping containers. And just like standing there was, I laughed so so loud and <laughs> really? so hard at that. That shot was so dumb because she mean, doesn't know how to use that. And then yeah. like, and then they had to show her like ambling down, like, well, I'm gonna put my, my bow down and gonna cl- climb down, just like this awkward climb down those shipping containers. Yeah, that was not why that was bad TV. She should have just jumped off. She should have done like six flips and then landed. Yeah, like where's the drama and like, oh, can you help me down here? That was bad. Yeah. So I hated that. And then cutting off the hand. That like other demon guy, he was scared. She cut off the hand with the knife. Well, which I argued was impossible. Yes. She needed like an axe or a saw. You need yeah, you need a serrated. But remember power or something heavy enough She's to break so it strong but i don't can... i don't think that's would matter i don't know because it's not heavy enough right yeah you would need either a sharpened a weapon that's like heavy enough you know great sword style to just cut it off in one oh nice he probably chop. could well does she need one chop she fucking didn't need one chop for yeah. well that's why you need boy. a sawing action or you just fucking just, just go just i mean I, go. I don't know i don't, I don't think, think it can happen work. uh and then when I know, we also have cordelia choosing to not be oh that's all about the choice her. you got for faith Oh, we could go for what else are we gonna talk about? Jesus! Well, oh, I got so I'm many. Sorry. I, I, and then also we also you know also we also, and then also we have Faith choosing to smell the knife, which we briefly touched on before. <laughs> smell the really knife. Know. Shot the guy with the snake tattoo as we had. <laughs> uh, she chose to cut off the dude's hand. Uh, she chose to take the box through the front door of City Hall when she could have gone in any other way. <laughs> she chose to kick the fucking mayor's door down to show him the box. Could have opened that door nicely. She also chose to put her feet up, knowing that the mayor would be mad. <laughs> At, at that, um, you know, I'll tell you, if Buffy's <laughs> as well, uh, she chose to ignore Willow, Buffy's, and her, all of that. So, we already talked about that. Uh, she chose to then later pull the knife on Principal Snyder, who was famously not her principal mm-hmm. because nobody enrolled her in school, right? Which is still a huge problem, even though she showed up there quite a few times. Horrible. And then Faith chose to throw that knife, yeah, and then chose to be sad about it instead of being like. I'm going to come and get this real I'm going to come and get that because I'm like kind of a villain right now. Yeah. And like you see he's got 50 million spiders. So I'm gonna like, I'm just going to walk through you. And they would have moved. And they would have moved. Yeah. Totally. But he, she's sitting there with crocodile tears. Like, yep. fuck off. Get mm-hmm. out of here. I forgot that she loses it in the same episode. She has it for a total of like 15 minutes scream time. And it's such a big thing. That is like one of the most iconic pieces of the whole show yeah. for some reason. And she's like immediately loses it. And the reason why it's a big deal is because that's what Buffy uses to put her in a coma, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, awesome. that's why it's a thing. But I just forgot that, like, what an attachment that I, via faith, have to that knife in such a short amount of time. Do you think that she's licked the knife? I feel like that's something oh, people yeah. always do, where they yeah. lick the knives. Yeah, when you're going full psycho. Yeah. You gotta lick the I knife. I feel like that happened. Maybe she licked it after she cut or the hand off. Or she licked the bow, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Lick the arrow and, like... <laughs> <laughs> It's the green. I mean, I appreciate it. it's the green bow. I will say that. Oh yeah, I appreciate the same that. The, the same one they they stole. Yeah, I like that. But it's she doesn't look good wearing it. She doesn't look good okay. having the well, big. Well, get bow. ready for it's so big. It's half of her graduation size. day part one. 
we will have the same exact scene, except she will be standing on top of the Sunnydale cinema. So just prepare yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cordelia chooses to not let her friends in on the fact that she is now not broke. Really your friends anymore. broke. Yeah. Well, that is a good point. Time. And she illustrates that beautifully in the scene where we're, you know, Buffy's or Xander's Bohemian Rhapsody. She was so mean to Willow, though. That was a little too. Oh, yeah. Too it was rude. all mean to everybody. I know, the, but why? Shade. You could be mean to Xander. Just don't be mean to Willow. She was out for blood. Why? As was Oz pointed out. You want one rebar through your body. Go ahead, mock me. I think she just did. And you're like, I'm out. Yeah. yeah I don't true. know. Is, is there, was there something else that happened with. I mean, just that Xander cheated on her. With yeah, Willow and then the rebar and then I think that's it's just, Xander, but like why yeah. the rest of them? Well, yeah. Willow too was part of that. Sure, all right, I guess there you go. Hey yeah. Willow, fine. And and the fact that like they're not well, they hate Buffy anyway. Well, yeah, well they're not really your friends, right? At the end of the day, they're Buffy's friends. Like no one's gonna who's left. But you were part of the team. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean she still kind of is. Uh, I know. Well, they're like in a guilty-ish type of way where yeah. they're like we're going off to save the world, and then she's like. Do, do, do. <laughs> I'm just going to put away the clothes. I could be saving the world. I mean, that's, I felt like what the scene was trying she to She could. And I mean, she does, right? She goes off I to know. Angel. She's like, fuck it. I don't need to be part of somebody's and group. I mean, she's, a, she's part of Angel's group. She becomes a bigger corporeal than that. entity. She's nice. Uh, everyone's choice to ignore Wesley. The best scene of the whole show. That was some good oh, writing man. right there, David Fury. Good job. Here's what I think we should do. I think we can enter through the skylight. I'll take Angel with me. Agreed. There's a fire ladder on the east side of the building here. Uh, yes, yes, fine. But we still need to consider whether the It won't map... be enough to simply have possession of the box. Right, we have to destroy it, not just physically, ritually, with some down and dirty black magic. Hang on. We don't know what such a ritual would require. I think the breath of the entropics is standard for this sort of thing. Fairly simple recipe. Sander? I know, I'm a greedy and kitten guy. All right, stop! I demand everyone stop this instant. The Oz throat was like, oh my God. Oz and oh, Willow. Oh, that part was great. Oh, oh. my God. They, they made this whole episode for me because they're fucking adorable. And even though there was like very few moments of Oz and Willow period, but him throwing the little standover mm. to make his point, like Excellent. everybody's, especially when everybody's talking over each other and fighting and he's just like, I'm Oz. I don't talk very much. I can make one dramatic gesture and now I've settled this discussion. Yep. And I thought that was brilliant. Excellent. But yeah, I wonder if they had listened to Wesley, exercised a little more caution if things would have been different. Now, he, the whole point was to get the box of Gavrock, right? Well, I guess the whole point was to take the fight to the mayor and figure out what he was doing with maps and stuff, That which was amazing. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> I guess they did that, but Wesley was right in the end. There, there was magical words protecting the box that, like, sure. we didn't think this through. Willow got fucking captured. Maybe if they took pause, it would have ended differently, but maybe not. And as you pointed out, they do have four more pages of the Books of Ascension than they did before. So not they are boxless, but they do have pages and they win in the end. But I wonder if this had gone down differently, if if the you know, they had the box, then he could have never completed the ritual of Gavrock and he sure. could have never ascended. So this was kind of detrimental. But we, I mean, we have three more episodes to get through. I just wish Couldn't they had run watched off the a different movie. And then the they would have solved that better. So the question is, though, he's he's invincible, right? Yes. Does that mean he remains invincible forever? So well, he's just a bad guy days, that they right? can never kill. Yeah, hundred days until the days. ascension, and then until the ascension, right? And then but if the ascension doesn't being, happen, yeah. then I'm assuming he's now no longer invulnerable. That's or what does I he would die? assume. Uh, I don't know, maybe because he still has uh, eternal life. Like that was gifted to him. There he is. <laughs> 
by some agreement with a demon uh, back in, we discussed that, like the late 1800s, and that's where he founded Sunnydale and the whole thing. So he was granted eternal life then. But him deciding to become Oblacon was something just completely aside from that. Okay, so this, so he would just go back to being uh, immortal. Immortal, yeah. Then what's even the point of taking this chance? Come on. I, that, I mean, that's what we brought up in one of the previous episodes. Like, so then you're a big snake. So fucking what? Like, <laughs> that's Endgame? Endgame is be a big snake? Like, uh, okay, I guess it's, it's funny. It's not for you. <laughs> so. It's bad. It's bad. The biggest thing that this episode highlights, I think, is. Um, Choices? Yes. Oh. Choices. We all make choices. But that was a choice. <laughs> My favorite scene in this episode is uh, when everybody meets in the, the lunchroom, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cafeteria. Cafeteria. Yeah. As you would call it in a school if you went to one. <laughs> the lunch place. <laughs> the place where you eat the food. <laughs> lunchroom. Yeah. Uh, eating sit down square. Eating sit down square is what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's catchy. That's catchy. <laughs> the, we had a lot of good moments in that cafeteria. Well, it's actually a pretty central location. Right yeah, it's there. been used multiple times. Yeah, it was used in Earshot, uh, the episode that we didn't get to watch. Luckily, they How had dare you. absolutely nothing to do with the plot. How dare you? So, what? We could talk about it. How dare you? <laughs> I've never seen it. But none of the things in that episode carry over to this one at all, which worked out really well considering it's not going to air for another couple months. Um, during that scene in the cafeteria, the mayor reads Buffy and Angel for filth. And it is incredible. And I think that that highlights uh, one of the major choices in this series that's ongoing, which is Buffy and Angel's choice to stay together, even though the relationship is doomed. Um, I mean, Angel turning evil, killing her friends and going to hell wasn't enough to say maybe this isn't a great thing for us to do. Love withstands all of that. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I wish you kids the best. I really do. But uh, if you don't mind a bit of fatherly advice, I, uh, I I just don't see much of a future for you two. I don't sense a lasting relationship. And not just because I plan to kill the both of you, but you've got a bumpy road ahead. I don't think we need to talk about this. <laughs> God, you, you kids, you know, you don't like to think about the future. You don't like to make plans. But unless you want Faith to gut your friend like a sea bass, you'll show a little respect for your elders. You're not my elder. I got a lot of years on you. Yeah, and that's just one of the things you're going to have to deal with. You're immortal. She's not. It's not easy. I married my Edna May in aught three, and I was with her right until the end. Not a pretty picture. Wrinkled and senile and cursing me for my youth. Wasn't our happiest time. And let's forget the fact that any moment of true happiness will turn you evil. <laughs> I mean, come on, what kind of a life can you offer her? I don't see a lot of Sunday picnics in the offing. She's skulking in the shadows, hiding from the sun. She's a blossoming young girl. And you want to keep her from the life she should have until it's passed her by. And by God, I think that's a little selfish. Is that what you came back from hell for? Is that your greater purpose? They had a very sad grave side cuddle at they the did. end. I felt like their eyes were saying, oh, no. Well, see, thought. that was an interesting moment. So, yeah, they I, I don't know how it took Angel because oh, Angel being had no opinion hundreds of years Buffy Sr. <laughs> should fucking know better. Yeah. Like she's not only is she a child, but 
she is not immortal. She is not a demon. You guys are not going to fucking work. And for it to take the mayor to really point that out and for it to become clear in his mind. I mean, Joyce is really going to hammer it home in the next uh, couple episodes. And that's really what to I think breaks it off for him completely. Yeah. In the prom in the next episode, I think Joyce comes and talks to him Don't about it. Don't want to hear that. Which like, how did, why is she even there in the first place? I don't remember what happened there, but, um, I, I don't know. I, love, right. Is that the easy answer? It's like, that's why angels chooses to stay. That's yeah, why sure. Buffy never thinks twice about it. Well, I think that Buffy's young and she's just having a good time. Fucking this hot older with her guy honey. with her honey. They just want to fuck. And but they can't. I know. So, so now it's complicated because it's like <laughs> I grown, I caught feelings for this dude and now we can't fuck and it's fine. I'm still fine. I got other stuff going on in my mind. I guess. But surprise, my innocence is lost. And, <laughs> oh, and I got to send my boyfriend to hell. <laughs> I sent my boyfriend to hell. Well, yeah, that kind of tends to bond people together, you know, like, oh, you know, we went to hell. You were, you went evil. We brought you back. And I would have killed you. I mean, me. I kind of did kill you, you know? You never held out on me until the big bad thing in the dark became my ex, honey. Uh, that's that's some that's some true love right there. But I think that this episode obviously sets the stage for their relationship to end in the next episode and Angel to make the choice sure. to finally leave. Yeah, I think Angel, it's weird. They could have uh, put a lot more into that graveside cuddle. I thought that Angel would be a lot more like... Angel looked like he wasn't even thinking like he was thinking about like the football game. Yeah, like, totally. He was completely zoned out, which might be the whole point, right? Like he's, but he wasn't zoned in a way himself. where he looked like he was deep in thought about the relationship. It was like absence of thought, like, huh? And then he laughed at her terrible, whatever wow. rambling she was saying. Evil. I love it. The only relationship he's probably ever had is with evil. But he just talked about a woman he was with for, I don't know, 80 years mm-hmm. that he literally saw her to her old age death. You think the only, what does he know anyway? Oh, he's only been alive for 120. What does he know, Buffy? You're right. I'm sorry. You know everything. Oh my God. Okay. Well, she's okay, also a teenager, okay. which he knows because he's a pedophile. So, <laughs> so let's, let's gotta talk let about the, this. Let him talk. Yes. Angel and Buffy's relationship is problematic for a variety of reasons. He's immortal. He's a vampire. But on top of being a vampire, if he loses his soul from one moment of happiness, he's going to kill all of her friends and then her. That's a problem. That's going to put a cramp in your relationship. I get it. But let's just say if this is truly true love, if these are soulmates who are meant to be together, all Angel has to do is acquire two things to make this a viable relationship aside from the immortality, which is an issue. One, his soul permanently, right. which he could do doing that warrior's test that we see Spike do at the end of the season, at the end of the series. Right. He could do that. I assume maybe he can't because he already technically has his soul, but maybe they could just give it to him permanently. I feel like this is a thing he could pursue if he wanted to, and he's just not man enough to do it. Yeah. And two, he just needs that light, light ring that lets him walk oh, out in the sunlight. Yeah. The Gem oh, of Amara. Yeah. And then he can just be outside a vampire boyfriend angel for Buffy and the only problem they have is his immortality which is she's gonna get old and wrinkly and he's probably not gonna be that into her anymore yeah, but they're probably gonna die before that right I mean right to be honest yeah she's got a short shelf life as a slayer so yeah. it's not really a problem the same way that Edna Mate was gonna stick around till the right. bitter end yeah. she sure did <laughs> that's a good point so but the mayor could fuck but so, that's so my difference. argument is angel not doing these things not proving himself to be the man that he needs to be I mean, like this needs to be a grease Ooh. moment where Buffy sings like you're the one that I want like you need to step up to the yeah. plate and she doesn't do that doesn't and he doesn't so it's better that he goes to Los Angeles and feels bad about himself let's <laughs> put on his varsity sweater and fucking sing his heart out feel your way wow. I better shape up 
when he, he needs when, to put on his bar- varsity sweater and go into that cave and kill some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when he does lose his soul in B- Angel, doesn't he go and talk to the people? Isn't that part of like him? Because like he gets his soul, lost his soul, right? Doesn't he? Or he the definitely day? loses his soul at least once. Right, and he goes and talks yeah. to the those like powers that be. the powers that be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like you could just strike a deal with them. Be like, yeah, hey, totally. I'm yeah. doing lots of cool stuff here. You know, it would be really cool if I just had my power so I can you know, have some sex. Like, like yeah. okay, but he stop doesn't... torturing me. I don't need this. I know, because he you know, thinks that curse. he deserves the torture and that's his, I don't whole, need... that's his whole thing. But he gets, but the torture is that he has a soul. Yeah, well, yeah. Because Spike is also tortured. We see him after he gets his soul and he's, crazy yeah. in the basement with long grown out roots which you know means he's having a bad time <laughs> talking to no one there yeah. <laughs> like well he's talking to the first we just don't know right but the, the torture like that's the main like thrust of it is that you have your soul so you remember all the terrible right, things right, that right. you did like you're never gonna forget our daughter that you violated yeah so i don't think the whole you can't have a moment of happiness whatever well you you've made the point before uh that you know, Spike is a better person yeah. at the end of the day because he chose, chose. to ah. to become better. Choices. Yeah, and Angel never does because it's the same note over and over. Of how can I gross you out? Okay, choices. I think it's time for us to make a choice, and that choice is to yell about some shit in this episode. Stacia, you want to go first? Sure. I need you to bring it up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why does the mayor have Saran? desk i mean we know that he's anal retentive but that seems a bridge too far not only saran wrap colored saran wrap which i'm not sure that they still make but i definitely fucking remember that from the 90s he had red and i know there was also a green so it might have been a christmas thing that's how you make christmas fancy that's (laughs) fucking right who were those randos who were getting their lunch and snyder was like here you go thanks okay what's in the bag my lunch is that the new drug lingo no it's my lunch I thought we would see them. I thought they would pay off. I thought they were like the part of the swim team, part of like all the little things we've done. No, just we're a 26 like, year old walking by the set that day. <laughs> She's like, Oh, my lunch. Get this on camera. <laughs> Armin, Armin, walk by those guys. <laughs> Ask him if it's drugs. And if, even if it is drugs, just, just pretend that it's <laughs> If not. it's drugs, don't mention it on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. The only time that Buffy is ever allowed to call Angel Honey is when she's referring to him out of context with somebody else. Like her saying the words honey as like a term of endearment to Angel, disgusting, and I don't approve of it. All right, he's a honey. And never said again about him or Riley or Spike. Why would you? Uh, So I do not approve. All right, he's a honey. Okay, but you hate when she says he's a honey too. No, that's, I do hate, but that is the only time (laughs) it's allowed. Not to his face, not as a term of endearment. Stacia. (laughs) Wow, very specific with the honey. All right, he's a honey. You never take me anyplace new, as if that they just need to take road trips to new cemeteries to spice things up. What about yeah. the fire demon kid? <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to Mr. Pointy. Are, it's still around? She said, not the pointy end, that's Game of Thrones. Oh, right. She said, stick him yeah, with she, Mr. Pointy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, not R.I.P. R.I.P. more to Kendra. Oh, Sorry. Sure, sure, sure. R.I.P. to Kendra. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, she lives on in Mr. But, Pointy. But Mr. Pointy, yeah, yeah just like. It's fun. Yeah, I think she And especially great choice by David Fury because putting that in this episode is pretty pointed Mm -hmm. because, uh, yeah, because we're basically saying goodbye to Ace Slayer and we say goodbye before to this layer. So I feel like using the word Mr. Pointy was a good, it was was well done. Agreed. His show was making calls. Might you say choice? (gasps) You might. You would. You would. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pointed choice call. Someone needs to tell Willow that you can have scones literally anywhere. You don't have to go to England to have them. Yeah. You can have school 
and scones right here. But this is like the era where like Starbucks is just becoming a thing because people were so pumped about mochas in this episode. Uh, Buffy wanted that mocha. I remember when that first started. People were just like frappuccinos, mochas. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. So I think we're in the world before scones are just like an everyday thing. Well, I don't. I don't so know. we're right there. That could be true. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've never tried to make a scone myself, and I feel like people here are not good at them. We can only make biscuits, which I can make scones. I can't. Only the sweet flavored kind, though. I've never yeah. tried to make a basic scone. Anyway, she could do it. See? She could do it. Um, I noticed in this episode that every good spell starts with bay leaves. Oh yeah, the, mm. that was the oh, whatever yeah. sage and yeah. stone or yeah. toad or whatever. Seth Green Oz grabs like a handful of something and starts sprinkling it in the cauldron. It's definitely bay leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> someone went and raided their spice cabinet. It was like, what looks witchy? Yep. Bay yes. leaves definitely look witchy. Amazing. <laughs> Gotta eat something. Uh, fucking Giles, uh, ten of ten, brought a thermos of tea uh, to hang out in the minivan tea? with. Uh, Wesley, instead of helping or doing much of anything, uh, being on the lookout for Willow, you know, because Willow was going to come down that ladder that they went up and she went down that ladder. And then if I were Giles, I'd be like, hmm, we should probably, I got tea. Uh, we should probably just be looking at that ladder, ladder because mm-hmm. all three of our friends should come down from it. So if something were to obstruct them from coming down, we would know. <laughs> and instead... What what were Giles and Wesley doing? I think that was a beautiful moment that perfectly encapsulates Giles and Wesley's relationship, which is when Wesley is around and such a stick in the mud, Giles can like be Ripper a little bit more, but also he's so inherently British, he has to have tea in every situation. That's amazing. <laughs> That's true. But if this is Ripper style quality, then Ripper is not thinking. This was insane. Although I also love, just to piggyback on that, the watch thing was so good. Oh, yeah. Was... And just like, <laughs> yeah, they just course. like hold up their, it's just nice and quiet <laughs> yeah. and didn't say anything. Like, yeah, there's no words. For great. all the great writing in the episode, that was, that made me laugh out loud and the Oz moment where he pushes it over. Two moments that had no dialogue that were two really, great really moments. Good. Yeah, yeah, true. Moving moments in their own way. Um, whose van is that? Is that, it must be, I, I would assume it's Oz's. Oz is the only one with a van, but why wouldn't Oz be the one driving it? I mean, yeah, he was at the library, but theoretically like, we could have Wesley like stayed. I feel like you could have had Wesley stay. Yeah. I feel like you would have had one of the two adults Who doing Who know the that. things, yeah, instead of Xander and fucking Oz. Why does Wesley have to drive? Why wouldn't Wesley, why would Wesley want to be there with Giles? Like, yeah. don't they have antipathy to one another? Like, why wouldn't, wouldn't Xander and Oz be lookouts? <laughs> And then Giles and Wesley stay. Yeah, and, and do the fucking spell. Okay, well, let's just say that spell, not a problem. They did it fine. Oh, the yeah. Bailey's not were a, a hit. <laughs> or actually, we don't know because... Giles and Wesley the were the ones ground. that failed at their job to make Giles sure and Wesley that Willow up. got down. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And then they're the ones like, Wesley's just like, throw her under the bus. Fuck Willow. And even Giles is like, well, he's got a point. And that was like the turning point for Buffy. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. Like, so these two... I don't trust him. I, I'm taking back my 10 to 10 comment. No more 10 to 10. Giles was willing to let Willow die. 9 of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Take that one point. Why would Cordelia just be carrying around her admissions letters? Now, as you pointed out, these were not admissions packets. They were just little letters. But she brought them to fucking work? I know. It's like she was ready for Xander. Yeah. It's coming. So she could just be like, look at this. I fucking guess. It's uh, Buffy's hair I don't know She's going through Like a transformation This season It really needs help In this episode It looks very scraggly Very stringy yeah. I don't know What she was doing I do feel like She looks a little older Like she's yeah. like Was she tan. filming she, something else yeah. At she this point might have been I know What she did last summer yeah, Well or? yeah She was in Scream 2 And I know What you did last summer But I think This might have been Right before this I mm-hmm. can't remember as, as I've said before, we've all seen Mission Impossible, 
and that whole scene was terrible. Uh, why were they tossing the box back and forth? Why didn't they just go in? Aren't guns blazing? There were like three people. Like fucking Christ, you could have just taken them all out. They didn't end up even killing them. Like, what's the point? Could of you imagine if they had thrown fighting? that box against one of the enemies and it just exploded into oh, a flurry of fifty spiders. billion yeah. spiders? Way better show. Yeah. Way better. Really and good. then it, it it ends with I mean multiple like rolling over the tables. That table was in play. And then the stunt guy got like thrown and like his ass like hit the table. I don't know. That couldn't have been staged. Like his ass just hit the table. <laughs> and like, I know they can land well, but like that's, you Good know, idea. really, how are you going to fix that? Uh, and then, and then angel uh, just flips the table. One handed, one handed, this gigantic table that's pinning these two vampires, one handed, but get those two guys can't throw it off them. And there are chairs pinned underneath that table also that would prevent them from actually being crushed or put the weight on them at no. all. And yet it provides them enough time to escape. Well, barely. I mean, literally they ran out and the next, while the scene's still going on, they just kicked the table off and they run out after oh, them. Like it true. literally did nothing. Yeah. So maybe that, at least it didn't pretend like it did something. Yeah. But this whole time, cause I walked in while you were rewatching that scene before I watched it and I was like. Why didn't they just get Xander to hold his hand down and pull them both up? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. I can't get over the rigging thing. Like, Oh, yeah. Just like, and also climb up the rope, as yeah. you were saying. Why like just, Why have that rigging in the first place? The reason why you use pulleys and shit like that is because it takes the, the strength off the of, like, you, 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 uh, people are heavy. And the pulleys alleviate the weight a little bit. That's the whole point of like a pulley system, right? Math corner. Yeah. <laughs> Pythagorean theorem. Don't, I don't know the math or logistics, but I know that that's a thing. They are superhuman people. Buffy is a superhero. Angel is a vampire with super strength. And Buffy weighs roughly 94 pounds when wet. Why not just put a fucking rope down there? Why are we taking an extra 45 minutes we don't have to set up this elaborate rigging, which breaks immediately? (laughs) And he could have just literally... Not not only her shimmying up the rope, which would be cake for her. Yes. We've seen her do it before, right? Yes. He could also just walk back. Pull the rope up, dude. What the fuck? I don't. Oh, he could have also in this rigging reached over the broken rigging and, and just started pulling it up. Literally, any, there's no explanation for what the fuck happened in that yeah. scene. You just need well, to jump down and get it and fight your way out, which you should have went back immediately and fought for Willow, like mm-hmm. which you would have done anyway. So it's like. Well, what if someone gets kidnapped? Well, the rigging's not going to help anything. <laughs> so we better we be prepared. <laughs> we better be prepared at all times to fight our way out. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else. Brought to... the rigging. No fucking weapons. Yeah. But we went to the store to get this fucking rigging. Who brought the yeah. rigging? Well, I, I like it. I like the backstory and like who had that? Did they have to make a special trip Sanders to like dad. the rock climbing store to get it right before they went to infiltrate the mayor? Like none oh, of it totally makes sense. And then they never use it again. No. Yeah. That's my favorite. No idea. I like that. Yeah, because if again, if we saw like Buffy steal this shit back in the day when they were at the store, we're bad girls. In bad, bad girls, girls <laughs> which we saw last week. Um, yeah, we would have. Uh, that would have made more sense because then it'd be like, oh, crossbow. Oh yeah, the rigging thing. But then it's like, who's 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 using this? I have no fucking idea. Uh, who says sucking candy? Disgusting. They're called that hard candies. Gross. Who the fuck says sucking candies? I mean, I feel like even. Nine-year-old really? grandma, so it's a sucking that candies was, anymore. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, uh, it's just because they wanted to make a joke about the word sucking. Yes. But I feel like I have heard a 90-year-old grandma say... And sucked her blood, as we vampires do. Also, that vampire could have come at her way faster. Oh, yeah, Instead he was, of just, like, the slowest bite. I'm going to eat you oh, now. So that you can put the CGI pencil <laughs> <laughs> that never stopped being CGI the last time we saw it. Yep. Same one. Same same CG show. Love the scene. Hate the CG. It was yeah. so bad. I loved it. It was, it was great. Especially after watching something like Game of Thrones. Like, oh, God, oh, yeah. This is like, 
Mm. This, is, <laughs> this is so fun. 20 it's years. Like the beginning, I know. Makes a difference. Tisha? Um, I love Snyder's complete exasperation at the end of everything. Like, he nearly died. He's holding a chair and he's like, why couldn't you just be doing drugs like normal people? Like, he's so over it. I don't think Mitch needs his comb right now. I think Mitch needs medical attention. I, I love kind of forget about him. And then he center. shows up and every time he's like, yeah, Snyder. Yeah. He's gonna die. He is gonna die. <laughs> uh, the last thing I have is the voiceover in the last scene with Buffy and Willow is so egregious and really mm. like takes you out of the moment. The moment's great. And the things that they're saying is fantastic. But mm. the, I don't know why the whole thing is in voiceover with the exception of a couple of lines Buffy says, and maybe one that like where they says. rolled over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. thing is in voiceover. So they must've not had them mic'd correctly at all and had to do the whole thing in post, but it's really rough. And it's like, I don't know the, the, the acoustics of it. Um, the euphony of it is off. I can't let you stay because of me. Actually, this isn't about you. Although I'm fond, don't get me wrong of you. The other night, you know, being captured and all, facing off with Faith, things just kind of got clear. I mean, you've been fighting evil here for three years, and I've helped some, and now we're supposed to decide what we want to do with our lives. And I just realized that's what I want to do. Fight evil, help people. I mean, I, I think it's worth doing. And I don't think you do it because you have to. It's a good fight, Buffy, and I want in. I kind of love you. <laughs> and besides, I have a shot at being a badass Wicca. What better place to learn? I feel the need for more sugar than the human body can handle. Mookas? Yes, please. Um, I just want to say, air horn sound. <laughs> Watch update. And I'm so excited to get into oh, it. Let's wow. go. Uh, did you not catch it? No. <gasps> yes. Catch what? Oh my god. Please, gosh. please, sir. Oh, update geez. us on our watches. Whoa. Uh, Xander button down tank top watch. No, he had a button down, but no tank top. <sighs> Maroon jacket. Yes. It happened. Maroon jacket. Why well, didn't say issue yes or no? one? It happened. Absolutely. The whole last section of Buffy being on the in the episode. Once they go to the the box of Gavrock. She's wearing the red leather jacket. Is she? I thought it was a black coat. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was no, a red jacket. No, absolutely. Like a long black coat. Willow had the red pants. Oh my gosh, no. <sighs> this is a get in my pants thing. You guys in Sunnydale talk like I'm the second coming. No. I can't but see But that's it. the same one she's going to wear on graduation day. That is the maroon jacket. Oh, yeah. That is not the same one that we'll get in seasons four and season five, but it is the first appearance of a maroon jacket. Well, I say I'm underwhelmed. I, th- I waited so long for this. What is, is this like your, from your computer? Uh, Boom! That is a maroon effing jacket. That's true. Right, that's true. You're welcome. Well, again, underwhelming. And it, immediately the lights were turned off, and I never saw anything <laughs> like that. So, wow, you were really excited about that. I mean, I, I been all over it. I would have been if I was if that was a, a great moment, but that was that was, <laughs> that was incredibly <laughs> underwhelming. I need her to show up and like be like maroon She's jacket. She's not gonna announce it. Okay, I feel like she has point? much more iconic jackets. Well, she does, but he's the one that is obsessed with the maroon. No, jacket. the maroon uh, because every, that one travels because everyone like Tara ends up wearing it. one. Riley yes. has one. Like it's, everyone yeah. wears that jacket. Yeah. I love that jacket so much. I think Xander might get one. Yeah, one they all no, no. His is like a brown. I almost get, no, no. They don't all get one. There is one. They all wear it. The Tara wears. That's it the it also fits Riley. I like, yeah, I like the idea that Buffy could wear a jacket that would fit Riley. <laughs> Because even when she's wearing Angel's jacket, quote unquote, it's a f- different jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we talked about that too. All right. Yeah. I will say 
the maroon jacket watch. It's not over. We're going to keep watching it forever. But uh, okay. Yeah. Tentative. One thumb up. It was in this episode. (laughs) Giles being mean to Oz. N.A. Although saying that shit in front of Oz when about Willow being about like, Willow Willow's expendable that seems a little passive aggressive mean to me so mean and really just dropping the ball I mean he's just dropping the ball yeah. what's what's up with Giles I don't know Devin watch not in the episode uh, De Hoffren watch not in the episode that's one of the watches I forgot <laughs> Sandy watch. Oh what oh oh my God she does. why did we do this who's Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy is the the squirrel uh, from <laughs> SpongeBob. Yes, the woman that uh, Vamp Willow turns in uh, Doppelgangerland, who's at the Bronx. Who she, she apparently likes, shows up yeah. in season five for one episode. Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> that was your fault. You said Sandy Watch, Michael, Michael, Amy, Wicca, Goth Watch. There was a lot of Wicca. Yeah, no, too much Wicca. Yeah. Three references to Wicca, but no Michael or Amy. Looks like a job for Wiccan girl. What do you say, Will? Big time danger. Hey, I eat danger for breakfast. But oddly enough, she panics in the face of breakfast foods. Books a million. Oh, we didn't get any new titles on the thing. Well, we got On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Oh, sure, okay. And uh, the Books of Ascension. I mean, we don't have a okay. list so far, so right. we're Volumes build one them. through five. And oh, we'll and the witchcraft book, the the one that's the picture where it says just the word witchcraft on it. That that dark red book. Okay. Um, I that, didn't know what that was called. Yeah. It's they name I mean, it we'll in one of the witchcraft. little books that I have. It's something something. It's like dude's name. Witchcraft, witchcraft yeah. Okay. Uh, streets ahead. No new streets. I don't no think. new streets. I didn't catch. Damn, any. I yeah. The only street we were ever on was like right in front of the of City Hall, which yeah. like I was so there. overwhelmed by seeing the maroon jacket that no one gave a shit about. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't outside at all. They didn't do anything. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, and then Giles' most uh, dangerous knockout of the show didn't get knocked out. Didn't get knocked out. Did not happen. Uh, sipping tea in Wesley's van still. Gwen Post. Well, we don't know whose van that is. You can't say Wesley's van. That's true. (laughs) That's a good point. Stolen van that Wesley was driving. Who knows? All right. So thanks for all. Thanks for thanks for watching. Did you know that we're a real podcast and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That's going to be at Twitter, Twitter on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram. Uh, There's also a website, BeatMePod.wordpress.com, and we're also on Anchor now. If I don't know if you noticed a change at all. Hopefully you shouldn't you should have. Not. Um, but you can still find us on the same places, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. But if you want to go straight to Anchor, I don't actually know. Anyway, so so there might be ads. There might not be. I don't know. We're not going to really this out. Anyway, we're hosted by Anchor Down, but you should still be able to find us all the same places. iTunes, Spotify, nothing should have changed. Um, but if for some reason you can't access, let us know. At BB Pod. Twitter. Or you found us at one of the new places because apparently we're on like 11 places now. Oh, so nice. Welcome. If this is your first time, yeah, hi. this is the way that this podcast goes. <laughs> but I think it's time to rank this sucker, if that's okay with you. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something Wicca. This way comes no technology to be seen. No technology that I noticed, like no computers, no nothing that I could tell. Maps and stuff, famously, but uh, no computers. So there was spell stuff, though. We oh, did, awesome. we did, you know, Willow awesome got the... But I mean, we talked about it, but, know, but we talked about it more in this episode than we've ever talked about. Possibly. It. And Oz was about to do witchy stuff, but mm-hmm. then didn't do it. I don't know. But I've also been told I'm not allowed to count witchy stuff other people do because it's spell Willow. So uh, Willow hacks. We talked about the net slash yeah. Wicca. Something Wicca this way comes. Yeah. For Willow. I know. I know. Uh, so I give it a seven. 
because we did the spell to demagic the box of Gavrock so that they could Mission Impossible into the yeah, thing. Yeah, that was so dumb. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Giles level of Giles. He looks great in his suspenders. New we don't haircut. have to do the, yeah, I, which I which I meant to. Um, mm. Took his glasses off quite a bit in this episode. I don't know if that's particularly Giles-y's. Uh, but any support of Buffy. He's really excited that she got mm. into those schools. Um, so I gave him an eight because he did try to to advocate for letting Willow die. Yeah. <laughs> Tough look. <laughs> Joyce. Joyce was in this episode and we didn't talk about her, which means it's a good one. Oh, we definitely didn't at all. <laughs> we talked about her a little bit. For Northwestern. Oh, and yeah. Arlene. Yeah, we brought up. But her. I mean, that was in praise. That yeah. Like, I gave her a six. Yeah, I would. I, and I don't think you can fight me on this one because she didn't do anything actively harm, harmful. She was excited that Buffy got into these schools. So excited. She called for fucking Arlene. But then she wouldn't let her daughter borrow her, her earrings. Which that was, was shitty. Look, which is why, like, Joyce, this was your, like, you could have gotten an eight. One shiny But you moment. had to be like, you're not allowed to wear my earrings for one day. Yeah. And also just like the whole backstory we created about your dead, you know, niece. And like, if this is the same person, it's yeah. a tough, tough road that you've walked. If you like, you're calling to like brag about your alive kid going to school and mm-hmm. they've lost theirs. Yeah. But we can't confirm. Can't confirm. But That's if so, and really with Joyce, you need to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Uh, bad monster of the week. It means faith in the mayor again, right? Like there wasn't yeah. really any other. I'm more mayor than ever. Yeah, which I gave a nine because I like the mayor, and I think that Gavrocks. Oh, Gavrocks okay. Too. Well, they got they killed I mean, someone. They're the only ones with the body count, right? Besides yeah. The body well, faith did man. murder someone and got off. Oh his yeah. Hand. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> the courier with the face tattoo. Never forget yeah. unnamed courier. Oh my god. Um, R.I.P. Courier. <laughs> <laughs> snake tattoo around. But I, yeah, I think the mayor really dressing down Angel and mm. Buffy. Uh, Out of kind of nowhere. He was really mad about, about Angel. He's oh, and that really was the other thing. This is the first Angel. time we've, maybe not the first time, but one of the few examples of him actually getting angry when he the box is taken. He's mm. like, he like flips the thing oh, over no. or whatever, which is unusual taxpayer for him. taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Also, rah, there, have my box. <laughs> yeah. So I think that this was a great mayor episode and, uh, I mean, Faith, again, I'm waiting on Faith a little bit, but we'll just say. I give him a nine because I love the mayor. Sorry. Not sorry. Relationship goodness or badness. I mentioned briefly earlier that Willow and Oz, like their relationship, even when they're not in the same scene together, like I just, him with the paper with Xander being like, you know, let's be with the little guitar. Mm -hmm. And and what does he say? There's nobody like my Will. And then Xander even says, yeah. Or you, you are correct, sir. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. I I just, their relationship is fantastic. Buffy and Angel. This is the last good moment they'll have. And mm. I mean, they were already in a rut. Like their relationship's already kind of declining. This was just maybe not. Well, this, this is what I wanted to ask rut. you. So we did not watch Earshot last week. Because right. Because it's not being aired. But the but the week before that, we famously left Angel and Buffy in a bind. They were like, I in my head, they were breaking up. Right. So in this episode, immediately, oh, sorry, honey. Sorry, you're my right. boyfriend. We're together. So did we miss something? So the only scene that is relevant in, in regards to relationship is so in earshot, Buffy gets the powers temporarily of a demon who is telepathic, so she can hear everybody's mm. thoughts. So she goes to confront Angel because she's not convinced he's being completely honest about his feelings for Faith or and how the whole situation mm. went down. So she goes to him to try to hear his thoughts, but like the mirror, my thoughts show no reflection, so you can't hear them like mirrors work. How they don't show my reflection. Anyway, yeah, it's this whole thing. So she can't hear his thoughts, but they do have an open and frank discussion about like, look, I'm uncomfortable. So that was important to have. 
you kind of implied that nobody needed to know anything. I feel I, like I that guess. was necessary to because when it was like honey, I was like, yeah, we I missed something. Yeah, I, I guess I guess just for that scene, but considering the the mayor's one that really like throws the hammer down and destroys the relationship anyway, it's not super important because we still get to the same place, right? They still do break up. It's just there was this one extra episode where they're together. Yeah, but if I was watching this live, I would be confused. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, they broke up, and then it's like, are they together? And then. Cause that's they're, fair they're, yeah so that's what happened during your shot but uh okay. yeah i would say that this is you know this is the last good moment they're gonna have so i'm gonna count that as good for relationship scores buffy and willow yeah great best friends right when she was like i kind of love you i was yeah. like oh my god i know best me. fucking friends that was a really good moment for them that was a great even though surprise. willow is kind of sabotaging her life a little bit for buffy but i think she's doing it for the greater good which yeah. i'll hearken to in a moment and uh wesley and everyone not great wesley and everyone kind of bumping heads a little bit so i gave it a seven for a little bit of friction in the group, but our our interpersonal relationships are, are good. Yeah. Um, episode specific, right? Yeah. Episode specific, I was torn between, uh, why couldn't you just be doing drugs like normal people? Because that is great. And I think Willow's speech at the end really does kind of justify everything as to why she made the choices she's making, why she's not going to fucking Oxnard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I, to paraphrase Willow, that's what I want to do. Fight evil. Help people. It's a good fight, and I want in. So, I gave that a eight out of ten. Oh, it's <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> because that's how I needed to work things. I expected a ten of ten. No. You know, for, she's always. I know. Jerry rigging her. It's just like on the good quotes scores. though. You're like, yeah, yeah. You've chosen a great specific. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Forty-five, which puts this at number seven overall for the season, right above Gingerbread and right underneath Lovers Walk. Okay, um, I ranked choices 38 out of 52. That's Pretty low. Right. So it's below the Zeppo and Revelations, mostly because I don't remember what happened in Revelations because I didn't make notes, and above Anne because I remember the episode and uh, I didn't like it as much. No. You put it below Revelations? The Gwen Post episode? Mm-hmm. Is that the Gwen Post episode? Well, I made my choice. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation is not great. No. That's the Gwen Post episode. I should make a note of it. <laughs> <laughs> Another famous, just like this one, they say Revelations multiple times. Mm-hmm. Top frame. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> if they didn't name the episode that, I wouldn't have been confused. <laughs> this one I am putting at 128 of 137. Damn, you guys really did not like that. 128? This that's is a, nine from the bottom. This is. I mean, that's bad math. That's not. This is one above Ted. <laughs> it's on the same level as so Ted. Low. That's good. <laughs> Honestly, when I saw Joyce for the first time and she started talking, I just I was like, Your credibility is so bad, like calling your sister when I'm like, You probably called her when you started dating that fucking robot. And I just, <laughs> and I just started laughing at Ted because oh my god, just her credibility is, oh, I would shit. be like, you're lying. Like, you're just lying. Buffy didn't get into shit. <laughs> I don't trust you, Joyce. The reason our family doesn't talk to you. Sure, know. Northwestern We all know Joyce. Buffy. She's we a all, juvenile delinquent. Exactly, burned out a fucking gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. She got into Northwestern. Did yep, they yeah. hear about that? <laughs> yeah, honestly, and the mayor's house, it's, it's hard because, like, I, I really didn't like this episode, and it's not great, but... David Fury is a good writer. We're at the point now where like all these episodes are going to be pretty well written from here on out. We don't have any more awkward like trying to figure out our characters. So it's hard because there's really not going to be enough later on that I think are going to like warrant being this low. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of space in the hundreds, you know, it's true. So, yeah, this is definitely not something I want to put in like a 70 capacity. No, say in a 70. This is 
this is a shit episode. And <laughs> Faith is the worst. Faith is, Faith is the worst. And I thought I would like Faith more watching yeah. the show. And I fucking hate her. I've never liked Faith. I know. I, I don't find her more endearing this time around. I try my best to like to see the nuances. And you do a good job of laying them out. How somebody can read into that if they want yeah. to. But I think the show just like really is contemptuous of her too. And we're all contemptuous of her. Well, now that she's like full be, heel, I mean, yeah. really, that's why I was like, okay, um, I got it show. I'm off her. I get it. Yeah. And she's just black and white. There is no like nuance to her. Anymore. And there never really kind of was. I mean, Willow, literally anytime anybody says anything about faith, you could just play the Willow clip. Boo hoo. Yeah. Your life is so hard. Yeah. You had, that, you, that's everybody why so reached apt. out to you. Yeah. You had a choice and you chose incorrectly. Yes. So Faith was like, I'm going to beat you up. And I'm all, I'm not afraid of you. And then she had the knife, which was less fun. And then, oh, I, I told her, you made your choice. Buffy was your friend. Yes. This is fascinating, but just to get back to the point. That's it for Choices. Episode 19, season three in the books. And we're almost done. We only got three more left. No. Uh, there is no break between this episode and the next one, which is the prom. That'll be May 11th, episode 20. So please join us next week for that. Uh, and then there's also no break after that. Then it's straight into graduation day part one. Then there's a huge fucking break. Uh, and it's not until July. So brace yourselves for that. We're obviously going to be sticking around. So keep us subscribed in your podcatcher, which I hate that word, but it's just God, so easy to say. say. so bad. What do you, a podcast app? No. Podcatcher. Why not? I don't know. Um, so we'll see you next week for the prom. Um, and for Angel to break Buffy's heart. We're going to be so sad. Hellhounds. And never forget Tucker's brother. It's Tucker. This Tucker. Never forget Tucker, who's Andrew's brother. Anyway, seriously, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Daniel said goodbye. I already forgot. Tucker. <laughs> Tucker. Andrew's brother, Tucker. Later, Tucker. Andrew was only referred to as Tucker's brother. Tucker is the guy who is in the prom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. I'm glad you had to threaten me. Like, you gotta. In the bathroom. Jar and a brand new dress. Let me wash. Put your makeup on.